From Clocker Valley in County Tyrone we present Let the Bible Speak It's good to have you join us as Gospel Minister the Reverend Peter McIntyre is here to let the Bible speak and preach Christ in all his fullness. Good afternoon, it's good to join you in Radio Star Country as we bring you the Word of God. We're continuing our studies into John chapter 4, The Woman at the Well. Today we'll be thinking about how the Lord overcame the prejudice that was in the hearts of his disciples. First I'd like to play you a piece sung by Mildred Rainey. It's called, It Is No Secret What God Can Do. This piece was written by Stuart Hamlin. Stuart Hamlin was a, a DJ, American DJ, country western singer, and he was a wild, drinking individual who had a life that was really being wasted. And then the Lord saved him and his life was totally turned around. And someone very famous in show business told him, Stuart, you need to write a song about what God has done for you. And he sat down and he wrote these words. It is no secret what God can do. Please listen to them. Done for others. 
once again from John's Gospel, chapter 4. We'll read verse 27 and then we'll skip on to the verse 31, ending our reading at the verse 38. And upon this came his disciples and marvelled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou? with her. In the meanwhile his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labour, other men laboured and ye are entered into their labours. We know that God will bless the reading of his word to our hearts. The disciples of Christ were on a journey with their master. They had been with him in Jerusalem where together they celebrated the feast of the Passover. They saw the grandeur and breathtaking wonder of Herod's magnificent temple. They were astonished by the boldness of Jesus in turning the money changers out of that temple. They were most impressed by the respect that an important man like Nicodemus showed Christ and they were amazed at the wisdom which rendered the ruler of the Jews speechless. Now after those unforgettable days they travelled back to Galilee. Their path led them through the olive groves of Judea, into the fertile and lush valley of Samaria. Finally they stopped towards the end of their second day at a crossroads, situated beside an old well dug out by Father Jacob. Jesus and John were left by that well, while the rest of the company journeyed on into the nearby town of Sychar to purchase food. Along the path they met a woman coming towards them. The water pot balanced on her head told them that she was going to the well to draw some water. They did not acknowledge her. They did not even look as they passed by. They were Jewish and she was a Samaritan. Their people did not associate with her people. That was the way things were. There were centuries of hatred and division between them, and these disciples were not about to depart from that which was so deeply ingrained. Nevertheless, with all of their prejudice, they had to venture into that Samaritan town in order to buy some food. That no doubt was a delicate task. Perhaps there were some Jewish traders whom they could seek out. Perhaps they parted with their money and received their food with a kind of a grunt just to pass themselves, as we would say. Food purchased job done. Now they could return to Jesus and John so that they could enjoy a meal by that old well. These eleven men were perplexed to discover their master talking with that same Samaritan woman whom they met on the road a short time earlier. Her empty water pot suggested that she had not even attempted what she had set out to do. Christ had engaged her the whole time they were in Sychar buying food. If they were impressed by his discussion with Nicodemus, they were both shocked and horrified by his encounter with the woman of Samaria. Nevertheless, they did not dare challenge or question him. They doubted his actions inwardly, but would not criticize him verbally. The woman left her water pot behind, and they could clearly see her haste as she kicked the dust, making her way back to Sychar. Taking care of their master's physical needs, they encouraged him to eat. Perhaps these disciples were a tempting to consider the discussion with the Samaritan woman as some kind of a bad dream. Let's eat and move on. That was the tone of their language. Christ then spoke to his disciples. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Lift up your eyes, and look in the fields, for they are white already unto harvest. He was teaching these men that the Samaritans were 
not a lost and hopeless race. Their Jewishness caused them to despise and disregard these people, but Christ clearly revealed that he knew all about their prejudicial thoughts and was displeased with them. The Lord Jesus reads all of our thoughts as clearly as we read the pages of a newspaper where there is prejudice against another in the grounds of their religion, their race, their skin colour, their nationality or their occupation and social standing. He is displeased. One of the weaknesses existing within humanity is our tendency to divide and then dehumanise certain members of the human race. In the ancient world, the Jews and the Gentiles did this to one another. The free men of the Roman Empire stood aloof from the bondmen who were an underclass. In recent times, people of African descent have been cruelly oppressed, first of all through the slave trade and secondly through political oppression, denying them their fundamental rights. In our society we have known much division on account of religion, division that like the difference between the Jews and the Samaritans goes back beyond the centuries. Christ reads our thoughts and where we are guilty of prejudicial thoughts towards another human being, he is grieved. The Saviour was showing these disciples that The Jews and Samaritans were born equal. This was one of the revolutionary changes that the Christian church brought to the world. Paul would later write to the Ephesians that the church created one new man. No longer were there Jews and Gentiles, but a people who were one in Christ. Only the gospel can unite society, because the gospel teaches that all men and women are sinners regardless of race, skin colour or religion. Paul wrote, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Today it is irrelevant whether you are black or white, whether you are Protestant, Catholic, Muslim, Hindu or Jew, whether you speak Cantonese, Arabic, Irish or English. The Bible teaches that we all have the same need, the same problem, and that problem is our sin. There is no group of people deserving of special favours from God. The great news is this. Although we are equally all sinners in God's sight, we are also the objects of God's favour. Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. We are all sinners whom Christ has died for. God has loved the world. He loves all classes of individuals throughout this planet. He loves people from every race, from every social background. And when we believe on him, we receive everlasting life. The whosoever, if any of us believe on Christ, we can have everlasting life. This wipes away all prejudice and division that are of man's making. You can become a child of God today because Jesus died for you. The Lord was showing these disciples a spiritual harvest. Just as the fields need the sickle, or as we would say the combine harvester when the harvest is ripe. So these Samaritans need the gospel now. That's what Christ was saying. Let us harvest these lost souls. He was calling upon these men to give up the prejudice which was blinding them to the needs of the Samaritans. Perhaps you are a Christian blinded to the spiritual harvest by your own bitterness and hatred. Maybe you are so consumed with spite against another person because of a feud that has never been resolved. As a consequence you have been eaten up inside and are of no value in God's army. Let me ask you a question. What is your little squabble worth in the light of eternity when millions of people are perishing without Jesus? Get your eyes in the mission field. Look beyond your own little world to the people you know who are going to hell and you have never warned them. Use your energy in reaping the spiritual harvest. Perhaps there are people in your community you do not even consider worth saving. Could that be so? Drunkards, drug addicts, immoral people. People whose lifestyle makes you feel dirty and disgusted. This woman disgusted the disciples, but Jesus won her soul. And he said to the disciples, Lift up your eyes to the fields which are white already unto harvest. He stressed the immediacy of the harvest. Ripened fields left alone will become a lost harvest. If we are to win souls, we must be active with a sense of urgency. The night is coming when no man can work. What are you doing for God? May the Lord forgive us for our prejudice. And may he grant us grace to see a world 
of men and women, boys and girls, dying without Jesus Christ. I thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help, or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT 75 OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT 75 OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. For further information, you may phone us at 028-8952-1611. 028-8952-1611. We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you, and don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week, when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak. <laughs>